Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So we finally know who Anonymous is. And Anonymous is the best name for him because you have no idea who this dude is at all. You never heard of him. His name is Miles Taylor. Who's Miles Taylor? Exactly. You never heard of Miles Taylor a day in your life. Wait, who's Anonymous? This goes back to 2018. And it was a, a piece in the New York Times. The vaunted New York Times. You know, the New York Times that has to be believed no matter what. Oh, I'm not saying that for your benefit. I'm saying that for the benefit of producer Ari, who's about to get pounded right now. Just abused. Maybe finally seeing the light. Smart dude, but has a couple of throwback things that just need to be ripped out from under him. (laughs) The New York Times runs this piece from Anonymous. Senior official in the Trump White House. Ooh, anonymous. What are they saying? Well, that Donald Trump is unhinged. Unhinged, I say. Clearly, he is a threat to himself and all of humanity. If we allow Donald Trump to go about without some resistance, hashtag resistance, we will all be doomed. Doomed, I say. We will all die. We will die a million deaths. Our children will die. Their children will die. Their children aren't born, but they might die from abortion. But abortion should be legal. That doesn't matter. They will die anyway because of Trump. So he writes this article, this piece, saying how they're fighting. They're fighting against Trump. And people are like, hmm, hmm, this is, this is very, this is, this is what a tantalizing. This is, this is dangerous. This is, wait, what did they call it? Oh yeah, important. They thought it was valuable. And there were a million guesses as to who Anonymous was. And I, I remember one of the guesses was, it was Mike Pence. That Mike Pence wrote this thing anonymous. And then there was, remember, the whole thing about Lodestar? It, it, this was in, you know, progressives being, well, mental patients in the idea of everything was proof that Trump wasn't good enough to be in office. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833 got Tony, 833-468-8669. It was okay to hate Trump. It was okay to attack Trump. It was okay to vilify Trump. It didn't matter how you did it. Anonymous. Then Anonymous wrote a book. A book about all the things going on in the White House that good people are trying to, to, to stop in order to keep America safe. You know there are people out there who actually bought that book? They actually took their hard-earned money and bought this book based on this article in the New York Times. Hey, producer Ari, you know anybody who bought the book Anonymous? Yeah, and I want my flipping money back because I got swindled. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, Ari bought the book. Then again, Ari bought Amorosa's book, so uh, oh, what, 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 what can I tell you? What can I tell you? There, there is one born every minute. There that, really is. That was entertaining. Turns out Anonymous is a guy by the name of Miles Taylor. Yeah, you never heard of Miles Taylor. I never heard of Miles Taylor. Now, I, I will admit, have not gotten into, as into this story as everybody else because I never paid attention to the anonymous story. I didn't care. I knew it was trash and I wasn't about to waste my time with it. 
But producer Ari, oh, he was all into Anonymous. He did buy the book. He had his theories about who Anonymous was. It's a senior official. And then he learns that the New York Times, in classic New York Times style, lied their ass off. The New York Times is a horrific, horrible, disgusting, despicable newspaper filled with non-journalists. Unfortunately for the real journalists there, they continue to be insulted and degraded because of the sick, twisted nature of the New York Times. Thank goodness Barry Weiss left when she did, so she's not associated with this trash. In the conversations I've had with producer Ari, you got to trust the New York Times. I mean, that's, that's the standard. Now, Ari, I'm not trying to just unload on you, but when I have discussed the failures of the New York Times, this is what we're discussing. Not that there isn't good journalism that could still happen there, but it is so obvious and clear to everybody that they are in the business of getting people elected as opposed to being reporters, that they cannot be trusted. And when there is a conversation about fake news media, how could we not say anything else but this is it? This is it. This is fake news media. Was Miles Taylor some kind of senior level official? No, 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 no. Miles Taylor, and it's funny, I said this earlier on my morning show that Miles Taylor was the chief of staff to the Department of Homeland Security. And Ari went crazy on me because that's not the whole story. Tell him. You're giving him too much credit even then. First of all, he was the deputy deputy chief of staff. And when he wrote the book and the op-ed, he wasn't even that. He was a gopher. Like, go get me some coffee. Go for some donuts. He was a nobody to the nobodies. Deputy chief of staff, eh, still a nobody, but he was below that. That's not a senior official. You, that's bait and switch. You can't tell people that's a senior official. No one, you can't sell that to me. I, I'm going I'm to let him go, guys. What you are hearing in its most unadulterated form is someone realizing they got screwed. I'm not laughing at Ari. I want to hear him. That, trust me, if we weren't on the air, the four-letter words would be flying. That's true. They'd be everywhere. Susan Hennessy um, tweeting out, if you don't know Susan Hennessy, uh, CNN national security and legal analyst. Her tweet, leaving aside how one feels about Taylor's actions, meaning being anonymous, I'm not sure that the New York Times decision to grant a DHS chief of staff, which he wasn't at the time, anonymity for that op-ed and to describe him as a senior administration official holds up especially well. The mere fact that the majority of people clearly came away with the perception that the author was dramatically more senior than he was in reality means that the Times failed to provide its readership sufficient context. Translation, New York Times lied like a bitch. That's the context. And we have seen this play out, for example, in the 1619 Project. They are telling us that this is a a, a proper accounting of history, uh, that America was built on slavery, only to have the creator of this mythology admit clearly that it's not history-based at all. Historians like Gordon Wood said the 1619 Project is absolutely false. There is no basis for any of it. 
the the idea that America was founded to uh, codify the institution of slavery is garbage trash told by garbage trash people who want to push narrative over facts, and that's the New York Times. And this is further proof that the New York Times is not to be trusted. And journalists who work there have to ask themselves what their plan is. It's not journalism. It's not journalism at the New York Times. It is narrative. It is pushing for agenda. It is not. Journalism is printing what the other guy doesn't want printed. Everything else is PR. That's George Orwell. Well, the New York Times is about printing what helps them ideologically feel good. And guys like producer Ari, guys like producer Ari get screwed. Because guys like producer Ari, and this is not a knock on you, Ari, at all. This is a, a moment. Maybe it's a moment that comes with age. Maybe it's a moment that comes with, you know, cynicism, perhaps. But guys like Ari want to believe that there are still institutions you can trust. That's true. And guys like Ari aren't just Ari. They're your children. They're your spouse. They're you. Well, what happens when you come to the moment when you realize you can't trust them? One of the reasons Atlas Shrugged is such a good book is that when you uh, have John Galt leave the room and there in in just his own tears is Francisco D'Anconia realizing if only for the first time or if only in the in, in his consciousness that you cannot go on living a life for others you must live a life for yourself and that no matter what you think about some inherent goods or the idea that somehow everybody is on the same side, you learn that people aren't, and there's only one way to solve it. In the case of Atlas Shrugged, it was about quitting. We will stop the engine of the world. But that moment when you realize this is the way it is, it must be the same moment, and I don't have this as a... um, a moment in my life, whether it's in my life or my parents' life or, 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 or my in-laws anywhere else, where you say this marriage can't last. That's got to be a heck of a moment. When someone has to look themselves in the mirror and say, I can't do this anymore. I think it happens all too often. I think people get married for the wrong reasons. A lot of times I think that there, there's tremendous failures of communication. But, but put all that to the side. That moment when you say, nope. That moment when you say, I have to quit my job. That moment when you say, my family is more important than this other thing. The moments that come to you, that provide you this this clarity and this opening of everything I thought, everything I wanted to believe so desperately, is not real. That's this moment of Anonymous, and I don't think that the New York Times has quite understood what they've done. I very much doubt that uh, the the mainstream media fools have figured out what they've done. They flat out lied to you. They flat out lied. They happily and joyfully lied. 
If they did some damage, they did some damage, and that's all they can hope for. And they don't care. And the people who look to the New York Times as real journalism have realized that the New York Times isn't even as good as the National Enquirer, because the National Enquirer gets it right sometimes. That is eye-opening. And if you know somebody who is now eye-opened, doesn't make any sense to mock them. It makes sense to look them in the eye and say, I'm right here. This is a moment for people to realize that everything that they are told about these news outlets being good and these news outlets being just and these news outlets telling the truth isn't true. You want to quote for me the New York Times and tell me I have to listen? Screw that. Every time something like this happens and another piece of proof is out there about the failure of the mainstream media, you know what I say to myself? Holy cow, has talk radio become even more important. You want to see what happens if Joe Biden wins the election? Let's see how important talk radio is. It will be the everything. It will be the only last place where you can get information. If Trump wins, watch what happens with talk radio and how important it becomes. Because it will be the last place, the only place where you can get honest information and a breakdown of the conversations. The only place. Because the New York Times has already shown you that they're not serious. They're not honest. The truth does not matter. They told Ari that this was a senior official. Ari... Producer Ari, is Miles Taylor a senior official? No, not even close. Not even close to someone who was a senior official. So the question is, do you feel like you were lied to? I feel like I got screwed and I want my money back. Like legit bait and switch. I would have never bought the book had I known it was from him. On the article itself, in terms of the New York Times, do you feel like you were lied to? Yes, but not as much because they didn't make me pay for that. I felt like I was betrayed journalistically in terms of reading it but again they didn't take my money i was just tricked it's one thing to be tricked and nothing to be screwed and i happen to be both Ooh, uh let's let's walk through that really quick it's one thing to be tricked it's another thing to be screwed you studied what in college journalism is this letter from anonymous journalism not really no Should the New York Times have given a better disclaimer to who was writing this piece? Yes, without question. So when you read it and everybody reading it allowed for the book to be written, were you tricked or were you screwed? I guess it depends. This is a semantics conversation, it feels like. I argue it's the same thing. That is exactly my point. Uh, Then then I'm I'm giving no benefit of the doubt to New York Times at this point. So if you want to say screwed, whatever's the harsher term, screwed, I was screwed. Yeah, we all were. Journalists are supposed to matter. Journalism is supposed to matter. It's supposed to be important and valuable. It is necessary. A free press is necessary to a free state. And it's not that we don't have a free press. It's that we have a press that doesn't think you should be free. You should not get the facts. You should not have the data. You should not get anything that they don't think is important. Let me give you an example. The example is that 
there was a kidnapping plot against Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. And it was not two seconds before news outlets were happily and joyfully saying that this is because of Trump's America. And look, here's Rashida Tlaib to say uh, this is all because of Trump. And here's Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, to say, oh, this is because of Trump's America. One of the people who was plotting to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer had threatened to hang President Trump. Because crazy people are crazy. And anybody who knows anything knows to wait for all the information to come out. But Gretchen Whitmer wasn't interested in information. Gretchen Whitmer was interested in political kills. The New York Times is just the same. Interested only in the political kill. Time to open your eyes. Anonymous? This guy is a nobody. Now, he might be somebody to his family. I'm talking about in the political parlance, in the hierarchical parlance. He's a nobody. And it certainly didn't deserve the column inches it got in the New York Times. But at this point, there is no more use for the New York Times. You have to imagine and assume that everything that they write is false. Right? They are not innocent until proven guilty. They have done enough to say they are guilty. Let them prove that they've actually written a good story. As for the good journalists, it's hard to find a job. But dear Lord, you do not want to be associated with these liars. And the New York Times are liars. I'm Tony Katz.